The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. (laughs) Greetings. Welcome to the broadcast. How in the world are you? This is the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. If if you're so inclined to use the telephone, there's no need, though. We're here for you. We're here for you. You can also communicate on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Instagram, at JeffyMRA. Oh, and I have a new one that I need to, that I never. Um, there's also, you need to go to the Blaze, my channel. I got to remember to promote that today. Blaze people are getting a little wound up on me. Theblaze.com slash Jeffy dash Fisher. I know. Don't look at me. Just go to theblaze.com and you see the little channels. Click on that and then it'll drop down into the channels. So you can follow me there as well. You know, special little stories go up from time to time on that channel that uh, aren't anywhere else. That's what it's all about. Okay. So we have, what's happened? It's been kind of a short week. We had the, uh, you know. Not for me. I had to work all week, Jeff, just except for the fireworks on the 4th. I know. But I was here last weekend, too. Holiday weekend, okay? I was here, breaking my back for you. Busting my hump. Hope you enjoyed the 4th. I actually, you know, I kind of like the 4th and the fireworks and everything, but we went to a new place this year. Do you ever decide? This year, I thought, you know, last year we had a really great place. We'd watch the fireworks. There, it was good. This year, I thought, wow, oh, you know, this place looks really good, and they've got a lot. They've got a crowd, and you park. It's easy parking in and out, and you know, the kids can run around, have a little fun, and oh yeah, this looks like a perfect place because the fireworks they shoot off right there. Yeah, they don't shoot off right there, Jeff. They shoot off to the right where that tree is blocking your view. Oh, all right. Well, so let's we'll have to move after the fireworks begin and try to squeeze into the crowd that actually has the decent seat. So if you find a good place, this is a tip for me, if you find a good place over the years to go and watch fireworks, just stick to it. Just stick to it. Don't try something new. Don't think, you know what, maybe we'll try this different angle this year. No. Find a good place, stick to it. So it was a short week for some people, you know, that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Oh, that was tough. Especially on Thursday when you remembered, it's not Tuesday, it's Thursday, yes. So it was a good week. It was a good week. Still a lot of stuff going on, the G20 going on. There's, for the start of next week, I'll give you a little, you know, you can be, you know, break room smart. You know, break room smart. Just so you know the headlines. Some stuff that you can sit there and go, yeah, yeah, I know that story. Even if you don't know the whole thing, all you have to do is to know the headline. You're good for the break room, right? You're in and out. They're running out. So the G20 still going on. You know, who knows when they're going to leave that thing. They'll all, they'll all fly out of there today, sometime later today. Some of them probably already got mad and left. But uh, 
they had all kinds of uh, demonstrations going on. And in fact, they were calling it Welcome to Hell. And the protesters were, they did some damage. Uh, They were uh, smoke bombs, hurling bottles. Uh, There were 76 police officers that got got injured. And uh, I mean, they are, they know what to protest uh, in Hamburg because, uh, I mean, they were burning cars on, starting cars on fire, burning trash. Because they are against capitalism. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Okay, good. That's great. Good. You keep protesting that. Yeah, you keep protesting that. One of my favorite uh, reports, though, were all the reports of the police officers that got hurt. And they, you know, obviously there were plenty of police officers that got injured uh, that was not pretty. And with the fires and the damage and the smoke bombs. But the one report talked about um, the helicopter pilots. And they didn't call them pilots. They the helicopter police. Um, they sustained eye injuries when laser pointers were directed at them. Okay. Really? And I know now I'm going to be hearing from all the pilots at all the airports. Those laser pointers are dangerous. Planes could crash. It's illegal to throw those at planes. Yes, I'm aware. But, I mean, are we just going to tack on the protesters? You know, you're supposed to be walking on the street with your shoes tied, too. Tack it on the report. Just struck me funny that after all the fires and the trash burning and the smoke bombs and the pepper spray and people are actually getting injured with bones broken and don't forget, some people fired laser pointers at helicopter police. Oh, okay. Okay, whatever. But it was really the U.S. First Lady, uh, Melania, at one point, she wasn't even uh, able to leave the hotel. Uh, where they were at. She was supposed to uh, take part in the spouse excursion. And uh, the Hamburg police said, no, Uh, you know what? Uh, No, Uh, you're going to stay right here right now. Uh, There's too much stuff going on. We don't want anything bad to happen to you. Really? That was awful nice. They couldn't even find a, they didn't even have a real hotel to stay in. Uh, After the, they decided, you know, well, Trump won the presidency. And then, uh, I guess uh, John Kerry canceled the reservations he had. Oh, I'm not going to be there, so I'll just cancel the reservations. So there were no hotel rooms at all in Hamburg. I guess Trump probably could have stayed on the plane. <laughs> that would have been funny. I'd just have him stay on the plane. But he actually uh, stayed at the uh, Germany's uh, uh, state house. It's uh, the, the Hamburg uh, location that uh, Angela... You know, Angela Merkel. Yeah, um, it's the uh, Senate guest house. And it looks uh, like a pretty nice house. I'm sure uh, I'm sure it's not up to uh, Trump Hotel standards. And the staff is at the consulate. That might save us a few bucks. You never know. So maybe we had we probably still had to pay for the rooms that uh, Kerry and Obama had uh, reserved because we canceled our reservation a year, less than a year uh, out from the event. And then we still have, uh, uh, Trump is still taking a beating on his uh, his travel ban. And it's actually, the tide is starting to turn, and you thought that it was going to be uh, 
was over with Hawaii suing. And uh, the judge uh, Thursday said, uh, no, uh, no more. Uh, the Supreme Court has ruled, we're done. You're not going to, we're not going to do this. We're, uh, I'm going to reject your request. It's over. Have a nice day. Well, uh, the state legal team uh, filed a new motion yesterday uh, to declare the policy that the Trump administration began implementing. Uh, no, we can't have that anymore. Uh, we don't want, we want you to be able to do it because he broke your first request. Come on now, Hawaii. Stop it. It'll be okay. I'm sure the travel ban isn't affecting you that much. Okay? It'll be all right. Big news uh, yesterday, uh, QVC acquiring uh, HSN. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you heard me. QVC and HSN are still alive and well on cable networks across the country. And this is how alive and well they are. Uh, QVC dropped a 2.1 billion dollars for HSN. I mean, that's it's a big chunk of change. And there were uh, all kinds of fun uh, all over all over the interwebs. Uh, and only for six easy payments of 350 million dollars. Pretty good. The offer was on the table for a limited time and included free shipping. Everybody wants that money-back guarantee, too. That money-back guarantee, they have to have that. And a proof that insomniacs and your grandma still haven't embraced the Internet. <laughs> I, you know, the, cock, the clock is counting. We've only got uh, 20 of these items left. Order now. I mean, that's a good layout. I've been to, uh, I've been to their uh, studios in uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Uh, it's actually, I think, technically in St. Petersburg. But uh, they got a slick operation. And they move some product for people. There's no question. And there's going to be a big, big battle now on Shark Tank, right? Because uh, uh, Lori and uh, Damon, right, are always fighting over the uh, who has the who has the better connection, QVC or HSN. And uh, now they're together. Look out! Got some Shark Tank battles going on now. Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. We've been told for how long he's the smartest man on the planet. Never mind the way, uh, you know, it's a little, looks a little frightening from time to time. But uh, Stephen Hawking, uh, Trump pulling out of the Paris Agreement could push Earth over the brink. It may be Stephen is losing some brain cells. It's possible Stephen has lost some. Because, uh, uh, no, Steve. Pulling out of the Paris Agreement is not going to push Earth over the brink. Okay? Sorry. Sorry to disappoint you. Not going to happen. Okay? We have, uh, we have the two uh, hot shots from uh, Silicon Valley, uh, Mark Pincus and Reed Hoffman. Pincus, uh, co-founder of Zynga, and Hoffman, the brains behind LinkedIn. That guy, that guy is a genius behind LinkedIn. Because you can't send, a, you can't click on an email that has LinkedIn written in it without getting another 18 million emails. Finally, you just give in. Okay, okay, okay. I'll be part of LinkedIn. Just stop sending me emails. You, uh, if someone says sends you an email that has LinkedIn anywhere in the verbiage, man, do not open that thing. If you open it, doomed, doomed. You will be, you will be receiving LinkedIn requests 
from people who have seen your name on LinkedIn, from people who want your name on LinkedIn, from LinkedIn saying, hey, you should be uh, more on LinkedIn. It'll ne- it never ends. It never ends. I'm just telling you. It might be. It's a great product. I've heard great things about it. People love it. There are some people out there that love it. I just, I, I don't see, I've had enough. I don't want any more zillion emails from LinkedIn. Okay. But anyway, they have started their new uh, win the future campaign for the Democrats. They're tired of uh, how the Democratic Party is uh, not doing how they like it. So uh, they want to create a new movement and force within the Democratic Party. And yes, you heard the name right. Win the future. WTF. I haven't really found anyone to run under the uh, WTF uh, handle yet, but I'm sure they will. And, you know, these guys have all, think about it. They're talking about starting this new party. And they've got two, you know, Silicon Valley, you know, billionaires. I don't know if the Pincus is, those guys are billionaires, but multi, hundreds of millionaires. And they've already dropped between the two of them 500,000. That seems a little cheap. If they really believed that they needed a new party, maybe they'd drop at least a mill apiece. Uh, you know, maybe not. It's just me. Just me. We have... Uh, uh, the Cosby retrial. Yes, they're going to retry Bill Cosby. Wasn't good enough. We went through this madness of a trial and Got the hung jury. Nope. We're going to retry him again. I would be interested to find out just where the line stops and how much money they're going to spend on trying to try Bill Cosby and find him guilty. It's never ending. Never ending. Uh, this the uh, district attorney wants Bill Cosby so bad he can taste it. He's like a pit bull, man. He will not give up. And he's already been clunked in the head once. Sooner or later, the dog walks away and says, you know what? I don't want to get clunked in the head anymore, but okay. And uh, more uh, Hollywood news. Jim Carrey. God love him. Uh, will answer questions about his late girlfriend. She uh, committed suicide. And they've been after him uh, for a while now. She committed suicide back in 2015. Uh, He's being sued for wrongful death by the girlfriend's estranged husband and her mother. Now, the both complaints were uh, put into one case uh, earlier this week, claiming that Carrie obtained drugs that killed the girlfriend under the false name Arthur King provided them to her despite knowing she was prone to depression and had previously attempted suicide. And furthermore, they allege that Carrie gave gave his girlfriend three STDs without warning. What? Yeah, uh, apparently uh, the girlfriend and him uh, had, uh, had some sort of sexual relation. I mean, and uh, he didn't tell her that uh, he was inflamed. <laughs> 
That's not funny. She committed suicide. I apologize. The truth has been known for some time. Troubled woman took her life, and Jim Carrey had nothing to do with it, says Jim's attorney. He's looking forward to this deposition being taken because the truth ultimately will prevail, and there's nothing in this deposition that's going to change the truth. Jim Carrey calls it a shake. The uh, strange husband and mother's attorney. Uh, we've been demanding this deposition for months. He will now be forced to answer questions about how he gave Miss White three STDs, humiliated and demeaned her, and then gave her the drugs she used to kill herself. We are counting the days until the truth is known. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I mean, I'll give you, I'll grant you, Jeff, it's about a girl's death. How can it be fun? Come on. Jim Carrey, drugs, STDs. We can't be fun about that. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You know, one of the things that happened at the G20 uh, was that uh, big news that uh, President Trump uh, met with uh, Vladimir Putin. And uh, they made a big deal out of it. And it was, uh, you know, whatever. They were supposed to talk for 30 minutes and they talked for, you know, they've been, they're still talking. They're still in the back room chat. And... Um, there were some great pictures, you know, from their handshake, how Donald, you know, the, the body language experts were all out saying how Donald dominated Vlad. But Donald's a big guy, right? So he's, over, I mean, Vlad is like, uh, you know, a, a munchkin compared to Don. So, uh, you know, Don, great couple of pictures of uh, their meeting when they're sitting at the, the chairs. And uh, you know how Trump always, when he wants to shake your hand, he doesn't reach his hand out. He just turns his arm, leaves his elbow on the chair, and makes you lean forward to shake his hand. It's, it's, it's his own little I'm the ruler, you come to me thing. I mean, it almost makes you want to not reach for his hand. But the picture of Vlad having to reach for Donald's hand, fantastic. And I will say, I will say that that photo, there's one particular photo I'm looking at from the G20 line is that uh, at least from this angle, it appears that Donald Trump has much bigger hands than Vladimir Putin. Uh, Vlad's got this little hand reaching out toward Donald's arm, and Don's just like, hey, just reach out and shake my hand. Good to, good to talk to you, Vlad. Take care. We'll do what we want, okay? Uh, I just found it fascinating that uh, this one picture makes Vlad look like he's got really little hands. So Don should be real happy about that news because you know that kind of irks him that he's got those little, little baby hands. But at least up against the munchkins, he's good. So good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Ah, sick of the G20. Bunch of rulers sitting This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. 
The Jeff Fisher Show is on. That it is, and welcome to it. So we had the big protests in Hamburg, Germany. We're going to have more protests here in America, too. Yes, horrific protests. And actually, you might be behind this one. I'm not sure. An open letter written by uh, the Woman's March, uh, Tamika. What is it? Mallory? Mallory. I didn't watch the BET Awards that she was on, so I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. What is it? Mallory? She is all wound up. She's all wound up at the Blaze Television Network's Dana Lash. And I don't know. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna air what Tamika is all wound up about and ready to protest in March, but I'm gonna air it, you know, under the discretion of be advised. Uh, it's calling, according to Tamika. Uh, It's calling for members of the NRA and other gun gun owners to take up arms and uh, particularly uh, against people of color and people who support uh, protesters. And uh, she uh, she is very, very upset. And this ad, well, it calls for violence against anyone who exercises their First Amendment right to protest. And so I'm just going to air the ad and, and under, you know, under that disclaimer that uh, Tamika D, what's her name? Mallory, uh, head of the Women's March. Uh, she's all wound up about it. Uh, There's a warning first. This is, this is Dana Lash in her latest NRA ad. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They use their movie stars and singers. Wait, I I don't know that I can hear this whole spot. Seriously. I mean, right off the bat, it's it's starting to get all wound up. I, I, I'm just, uh, all right, I'll, I'll hear it. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award shows to repeat their narrative over and over again. All right, stop this thing. We're causing too much violence. I can't, Dana, man. Holy cow. You hear that? You hear what she's calling for? I mean, I love Dana Lash. And, uh. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to see her, you know, most days here in the building. And she's, you know, hard worker. She has a radio show. She's got a family. You know, I, I know her husband. I like I like him. But uh, whew, this spot, man, is, I don't know if we can air the whole thing. All right, go ahead. Start it again from the beginning. I'll see if I can make it through it. They use their media to assassinate real news. They use their schools to teach children that their president is another Hitler. They use their movie stars and singers and comedy shows and award oh shows to God. repeat their narrative over and over again. And then they use their ex-president to endorse the resistance. 
all to make them march, make them protest, make them scream racism and sexism Holy and xenophobia God. and homophobia, to smash Jeez, windows, burn trying. cars, shut down interstates and airports, bully and terrorize the law abiding until the only option left is for the police to do their jobs and stop the madness. Holy and when that God. happens, they'll use it as an excuse for their outrage. The only way we stop this, the only way we save our country and our freedom is to fight this violence of lies with a clenched fist Think about of truth. It. Oh, I mean, wait, I'm the no, National wait. Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest Holy place. Holy cow. I apologize. I mean, that is... Wow. Now, the Women's March has organized a protest that, according to the Facebook page, uh, is going to be a mass mobilization. And then they're going to try to pressure the NRA into giving in to some of the demands that, uh, what's her name? Mallory, the head of the Women's March? Yeah. Uh, that she wants, uh, or that they want, you know, her people. The event, the marchers. And who can, I mean, we all remember her, uh, you know, the great pussy hat march. Who doesn't have that? You don't remember that? Seriously? I've got some, I've got some of their hats. It's a big part of their protests. It's great. I enjoyed it. But I I don't know. I want to, look. The NRA is probably not going to take it down. So, what's her name? Mallory? She's going to be pissed. And uh, you can hear in the ad how Dana is just calling for hatred. I mean, she might as well just go to Hamburg and join the Welcome to Hell movement. Because that's what's going on in that commercial. I'll tell you that right now. It's absolutely agonizing. And it's, you know, good for Dana. Because these people are all wound up over her ad, and it's just an ad. It's just a commercial. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm sure Wayne LaPierre, Mr. Uh, NRA, will uh, not take it down. Uh, Have a nice day. Good luck, God bless. And remember, of all the NRA members, really, if... This is just something off the top of my head. If the NRA members were the problem, I'm guessing you probably would know it already. Because there's quite a few of them. There's quite a few of them. And they all have a lot of guns. So you might think about that. Tamika Mallory. Woman's March organizer. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for uh, coming along for the ride today. Coming up immediately following this broadcast is uh, Lawrence Jones, and then uh, Mike Slater, and then Joe Pags. That's your, I mean, that's your Saturday lineup. Michael Pelka uh, was live just before this show. I mean, he he was live, wasn't he? Because I, he was here live, right? I mean, he was doing the show live. Wasn't a tape show or anything. Okay, yeah. So he's usually live before me, and uh, and then. I mean, that's your Saturday lineup on the Blaze Radio Network. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, we give and we give and we give. 
And we hope that you appreciate it. That's why we give and we give and we give. Now, you know we had all kinds of earthquakes this week, right? I mean, you realize that, right? I mean, in uh, north of Dallas, the north part of the country in Yellowstone, okay? Now, the Yellowstone National Park, Wyoming, Idaho, Montana, they've got the big super volcano. And really, the super volcano, if it were to blow where we're at in Dallas, is still in, we're still inside the cone of possible death of the super volcano. Now, Thursday morning, they had a 5.8, and they had hundreds of little earthquakes all through that area. Now, fortunately, um, we didn't feel them here. I don't know if you ever felt an earthquake, but it's really kind of the small ones are like, ooh, what was that? And the bigger ones, you're like, holy cow. I mean, the building we're in now, Mercury Studios, uh, you look at it from the outside, it looks pretty sturdy. It's a big building. a big bu- And I was sitting at a desk, and you hear this, And I mean, windows and walls start shaking and you realize that, and that was like a four, might not even have been a four. I don't even remember what, it wasn't any higher than a four. I mean, you start getting into sixes and seven, buildings are coming down, man. And if we're in those couple of these big studios that have lights hanging from the ceiling and up above, up farther at the highest studio, they've got these metal grates. Some of which are not attached. I don't want. Oh, I mean, don't tell OSHA. I mean, they're all attached and they're wired in perfectly. And those start dropping. Hard head isn't going to help. <laughs> it looks pretty good with that metal grate through his skull. Look at a hard hat helmet he was wearing. Yeah. Eh? They don't make those like they used to. I'll tell you that. So be ready. The super volcano could happen. It could go off at any time. We could all be doomed. Doomed. I remember the first earthquake. I remember the first earthquake I felt was in Michigan. I was living in Michigan at the time. I know you think Michigan, what? But I was I remember sitting in Michigan and I had just I had just partaked in a substance that I think is still illegal. <laughs> I think it's still illegal. It's possible. There's some places where it's not illegal anymore. Some would argue that, okay, the feds still consider it illegal no matter where you're at. But there are some areas in the country that say, hey, it's okay here. I know that the feds disagree with that, but I'm just telling you it happens all over America. And I was sitting in this chair and the light starts moving back and forth and I feel the chair kind of start moving and I'm thinking... I got to get some more of this. And then I realized that it was an earthquake. (laughs) Earthquakes are not fun. Unless. Nah, they're not fun. You're listening to the Jeff Fisher show. The blaze radio network. 
Jeff Fisher. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. I, I want to uh, issue... Uh, we need to issue an apology. Um, we've, been, we've been making fun of uh, another person who uh, broadcasts uh, here in America. Uh, Mr. Alex Jones. And I want to apologize to him. I want to apologize to him because it appears that, I mean, he was right. He was right. And we, look, we lead with our mistakes here at the Blaze. That's what we do. Uh, when we make a mistake, we want to say, hey, I made a mistake. We're sorry. Okay? Um, at, the, uh, at the 50th anniversary symposium of the Fisheries Society in the British Isles, at uh, Exeter University, which uh, just ended yesterday. By the way, the symposium was uh, the 3rd through the 7th. And, uh, I mean, of course you knew that. I don't want to talk down to you. Everyone got their 50th anniversary symposium of the Fisheries Society flyer, letting you know that it was going on. Uh, Professor Charles Tyler uh, presented his uh, findings as the keynote lecture at the symposium. Uh, fish are becoming transgender with contraceptive pill chemicals being flushed down household drains. So uh, we are actually turning the frogs gay. Fish, uh, shrimp are committing shrimp aside. And Alex Jones was 100% correct. A fifth of male fish are now transgender because of chemicals from the contraceptive pill being flushed down household drains. Male river fish are displaying feminized traits and even producing eggs. Some have reduced sperm quality and display less aggressive and competitive behavior, which makes them less likely to breed. Chemicals causing these effects include ingredients in the contraceptive pill, byproducts of cleaning agents, plastics, and cosmetics, according to the findings. Many other chemicals that are discharged through sewage treatment works can affect fish, including antidepressant drugs that reduce the natural shyness of some fish species. It's Professor Charles Tyler. Uh, That was just a part of his lecture as the keynote lecturer at the 50th anniversary symposium of the Fishery Society. British Isles, Exeter University. Alex, I'm sorry. You were right. You were right. Frogs are literally turning gay. And shrimp are committing shrimp aside. They're just, because of this, because of discharge through sewage treatment, uh, shrimp are just walking up on the shore and letting the birds eat them, letting shrimp aside. And it's now proven from this lecture and this study from Professor Tyler 
I apologize, Alex. Sorry. Sorry. Professor Tyler, and would I like to talk to you? Maybe someday we can get you on. I know you're like I know you're wiped out from the symposium of the Fishery Society that just ended yesterday. Uh, you know, there's nothing like the party that goes on, especially the 50th anniversary symposium of the Fishery Society. Oh man, there's nothing like a party like that. Oh, those guys know how to party. This is the Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. How in the world are you? Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Nice to have you along. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So as I'm perusing some stories for this hour, I look up and we see the picture of the B-1 bombers flying. And and I don't know that that's actual footage of the B-1s that we sent over the DMZ between North Korea and South Korea there. Uh, and, uh, you know, the show of uh, force. But, uh, you know, look, I know that we don't believe that North Korea has long-range nuclear weapon capabilities. I know that uh, the Koreas are still at war, really. Uh, You know, they're still, you know, they're still at war, both North and South Korea. And I know that Donald Trump, you know, Kimmy, little Kimmy is uh, whacked out of his mind. We can't seem to get China to uh, slap him down. Um, do we really think that sh- the show of force is going to make Kim Jong-un say, oh, okay, I give up, I give up? I don't think so. I don't think that was a good move. I don't know. Maybe, you know, look, I don't know what to do with this dingleberry either. But it just seems that he's the type of person that that would go the opposite direction. You start showing, look what we can do to you. He's already thinks he can defeat us. Seeing that means he's going to just freak out and say, uh, oh, yeah. And launch a few more of his whatever missiles he has. I just it doesn't I, you know I, I just don't think it'll work. I mean I know that I know that our president and probably Mr. Tillerson, Secretary of State, are both of the thinking that uh, you know sometimes you got to whip it out and show just how big you are or small. But sometimes that's not the biggest, smartest thing. Sometimes that's just not the smartest thing. But again, you know, look, somebody, China needs to slap little Kimmy down and say, yo, homie, we'll leave you alone. You can run your little communist country and keep your people in, uh, you know, in your little, 
your little camps and your, your slave camps and you can run them down with no food and you can blame us all you want, but you start talking about attacking us. Eh, no. In fact, you know what? We'll even let you talk about attacking us. Uh, but uh, the launching of those missiles, yeah, no. That's not going to happen anymore. Got it? And uh, any kind of trade that barely keeps you alive, yeah, no, that's going to stop until you stop. Because if little Kimmy launches uh, any kind of any kind of missile toward civilization, the retaliation is not going to be pretty. But we're going to lose too many lives. One is too many, Jeff. I know. I got it. But it's not going to be pretty. There's going to be a lot of human life lost. And while we care about that, I don't think Kimmy does. He could give a flying crap about that. Which makes me think that the you know the show of force by us, eh, you know, I'm okay with maybe you know the the fleets in the ocean saying, hey, we're here, you know, we're right here, and we could uh, you know we could flatten you. We start flying over. Start showing big Air Force planes, the B-1s. Those B-1s fly over, man. <laughs> you think twice about what you're doing, I'll tell you that. Those military planes start flying over. Kimmy may have to retaliate just to prove that he's still a man. But good luck. Good luck, God bless. Some great things are happening around the world. Exciting news happening all around the world. Uh, I don't know really where to start because it's just too great. It's too great. So we'll start with, let's say, Colombia celebrating their first three-way gay marriage. Congratulations, Colombia. Congratulations. Going to be the first country to legally recognize the union of three gay men. Manuel Bermudez. Alejandro Rodriguez and Victor Hugo Prada have united in a special three-way patrimonial regime in the city of Medellin. Although, you know what? It's a fake three-way gay marriage. (laughs) Right? It's really a union because Colombia legalized same-sex marriage, uh, but four, you can only have two, not three. So they have their little union, three-way union, of gay partners. <laughs> so coming around the corner, coming to a country near you very, very soon. Manuel Bermudez demurred when asked how old he was, noting that his words, these are his words, not mine. Never ask the age of a woman or a fag. He's supposed to be in his 40s, but he doesn't, he doesn't look like it. I'll tell you that. Originally, the relationship included a fourth partner. Oh, they needed to do it quick because the fourth partner uh, passed away. They're down to... Th- oh, never mind. Stop making jokes. Stop making jokes. Congratulations. Congratulations to the three of them. Congratulations. Congratulations to 
Congratulations to Manuel Abermudez, Alejandro Rodriguez, and Victor Hugo Prada. Sounds like the Texas Rangers. Anyway, oh, that's another joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. By the way, speaking of the Texas Rangers. No. Nope, I'm editing myself. I'm editing myself. More congratulations are in order. Try parenting where it's legal. Courts and lawmakers in at least 12 states have decided that children can have more than two parents. Try parenting. Is that special or what? Oh my gosh. You know what? Um, One child said her parents are just like anyone else's. I just happen to have three of them. (laughs) The one drawback, she admitted, sometimes takes some work to get input from three different parents. (laughs) I know. I know, Bonner. It's hard, but... Uh, I know all three of you, uh, three parents and you living in your house in California are going to make it work. (laughs) Uh, Congratulations. Try parenting. Look, kids get screwed up enough with two parents. We can, maybe three can screw them up even more. We can look forward to. And transgender activist Zena Jones. Just let me repeat, transgender activist, Zena Jones. This is from her Twitter account. I don't see a problem with telling straight guys who are exclusionary of trans women partners that they should try to work through that. Should they, Zena? Look. Straight men who don't desire transgender women simply have an issue that they should try to work through. Right. Right. People to speak to transgender, they need to be nicer because the, these transgenders have been suffer shaming and backlash. Do they? The only backlash and shaming you get, Zena, is when you tell the straight men that we're supposed to desire all the trannies. I mean, I mean the, the transgenders. Oh my gosh, I'm so. <laughs> I don't want to be. I want to be correct. I don't want to be. Being exclusionary of trans women partners should be an outlier and marginal position for straight men. Not some commonplace. <laughs> and now you're just being silly, Zena. These angry declarations that have some absolute right or not want to be with trans women are just misplaced and inappropriate. <laughs> uh, she did walk it back, though. Of course she did. She's taking a beating. Nobody has to be with anyone they don't want. Oh, now you're going to be... You're going to be okay. We're going to be all accepting. Everything is fine. Got it. Got it. Got it. And feminist actress, Emily Ratajkowski, 
And I know you've seen her before. She's a good-looking woman, model, actress. Um, she is all wound up at Hollywood. Um, you know how people uh, get locked into parts, and they, you know, they don't they don't like it. They want to broaden their acting horizons. Why some actors do? You think why did the actor do that? He doesn't fit into his character. Well. Some actors want to, you know, grow on their character. They don't like just being one character. Other actors realize, hey, I've found a niche. I can be this character for 30 or 40 years and make a lot of money and shut up about it. Some do that. Some don't. Some want to broaden their horizon and be more. And that's what Emily wants, really. She's mad uh, at Hollywood because, look, The size of her chest prevents her from landing jobs. I know. I know. And you think to yourself, normally you would think to yourself, well, just have a boob job then. Well, no. Um, She claims that, look, it's like an anti-woman thing that people don't want to work with me because my boobs are too big. Right? Right? I hate that. Oh, my gosh. Emily, I am so with you. Oh, my gosh. I am so with you. We are more than just our bodies. How many times have I said that in my life? But that doesn't mean we have to be shamed for them or or our sexuality. Even if being sexualized by society's gaze is demeaning, There must be a space where women can still be sexual when they choose to be. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Emily. uh, The outfit that they have you wearing in the picture for the story. You can rethink that outfit. And uh, maybe the gaze wouldn't be upon you. And plus, your boobs are way too big. I mean, holy cow. If you're a sexy actress, it's hard to get serious roles. You get offered the same thing that they've seen you in. I know, Emily, it's so hard to say yes to a couple of million dollars to play the same part again and again and again. And all they want to do is just take close-ups of my big boobs. And then I just take home millions of dollars. And I just can't do it anymore. I just can't. It's got to be sexualized by society's gaze is so demeaning. How many times have I said that in my life? Seriously, I I have lived. That's like a mantra of mine. Sexualized by society's gaze is demeaning. Oh. Sexualized by society's gaze is demeaning. Oh. I mean, these are words to live by, Emily. I sexualized by society's gaze is demeaning. Oh. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
This is The Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio. Instagram, at JeffyMRA. Oh, and my channel on The Blaze. TheBlaze.com slash Jeffy dash Fisher. Gotta make sure that we promote The Blaze channel. So, have you ever asked yourself, man, am I having too much sex? Have you ever asked yourself, I wonder if I have more or less sex than other people? Have you ever asked yourself that? Well, I found the sex frequency calculator. Now, it's going to ask a few questions, and then it's going to calculate. The data comes from the General Social Survey, a nationally representative survey of Americans' behavior and beliefs conducted every other year and spans from 2000 to 2014. It's self-reported. Nobody is independently verifying how often the respondents can noodle. For more details, hit the methodology button on the interactive. You can download the data as used here. You'll notice a couple of things in the last two graphs. Older people in the sample report having sex less frequently, and people without regular sexual partner report having sex way less frequently. Yeah, it's funny. That's how it works sometimes. These graphs summarize 14 years' worth of data, but patterns in sexual frequency have changed significantly in recent decades. A study published in January in the Archives of Sexual Behavior, I mean, in Obviously, you had the archives of sexual behavior mailed to you or emailed to your your inbox. Came to the conclusion that adults were having sex about nine fewer times per year in the 2010s than they were in the 1990s. The effect was uneven across generations. When the researchers controlled for age, they found that Americans born in the 1930s were having sex more frequently. Again, controlled for age, the Americans born in the 1990s. The overall decline, they write, appears to be rooted in twin trends. Americans with steady partners are both fewer in number and have sex less often. Wait, what? So let's take the... (laughs) Let's take the sex calculator. How old are you? 855. How often did you have sex during the last 12 months? Choose from the list. In the last 12 months, not at all, once, twice, once a month, two or three times a month, weekly, two or three times a week, four or more times a week. How often did you have sex during the last 12 months? Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Of course, that's wrong. I'm I'm married. Wait. (laughs) Do you have negative? Is that possible? I just kidding. Just kidding, audience. It's a joke. <laughs> uh, once or twice, once a month, two or three times a month, weekly, two or three times a week, four or more times a week. Was one of the partners your husband or wife or regular sexual partner? Well, so if you, I mean, you can, as long as it doesn't matter if you pay or not, as long as it's a regular sexual partner. Either way, you part. Show the result. Uh oh. You. What does that mean? I'm in the percentage. You had sex at 865 more frequently 
than 59% of GSS respondents. All right, so I'll tweet out the sex frequency calculator and you can figure out exactly. You can you know, just put in some, do, do like some people would do and put in the wrong age and the wrong amount and see what happens. You never know what the calculation is going to be. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. I hate those bands when they just stop. You'd think those bands would just keep going and playing a little bit, but all of a sudden they just stop like the song's over. Hate that. You know, I was reading this story yesterday about some of the fastest growing jobs in America. And as I look through them, I'm thinking, I don't know. First of all, uh, first of all, uh, it doesn't seem like many of them are making a lot of money. The uh, salaries seem to be just a tad low. So tied, some of the, like the top 20 growing Top growing jobs in America is optometrist, hearing aid specialist, an audiologist. We're big on hearing. That's how we've stuck headphones and earpieces in our ears for a bunch of years. Now, the optometrist, you got to have a little education for that, right? So they're only, the optometrist's median pay is 100 grand. That seems a little. Well, for an optometrist, but now for a hearing aid specialist, what is a hearing aid specialist? We put the wax in your ear. We'll get the ear mold for your hearing aid, and then we'll 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 call you back when we have the mold set up, and we'll wire it for your head, and you'll be good to go. Remember the old ones? At least back when I was a little kid, the old guys had the hearing aids, and all you'd hear is ee, the batteries would go out and ee. They'd be screaming, and the deaf, you couldn't hear it. They were deaf, so they couldn't hear the hearing aid squealing. And you'd be like, hey, old man, <laughs> shut your hearing aid off. And you're pointing to your ear just to get his, make him realize that your ear, old man, your ear. So that's a, you know, you're only making a little over 40000 for the hearing aid specialist. An audiologist? You ever go see a, an audiologist? Anybody, is it an audiologist? Audiologist? Audi, audiologist? 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 Whatever. You know, there's somebody that listens to you. No, that'd be somebody else. The audiologist would be someone who plays stuff so that you can hear it. With the little beeps. Hear that? Okay, you can put, put your finger up if you hear it. I remember 
the first time I went to an audiologist. I remember because I remember as a little kid being darn near deaf, not being. Hey, I know. You go ahead with the jokes. Go ahead. They're all they're all for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. They're all yours. I know. But I remember the first time coming home after my uh, ear surgery and being able to hear an airplane fly over. And I remember looking up. It was amazing hearing that airplane fly over. So I can appreciate being able to hear. Even though what's good about having like one side almost completely deaf and the other side kind of deaf. Is that when I lay on one side, my wife can holler, yell, scream, nag, whine, talk, go on and on and on. And you know what I hear? I just got to lay on the good side. Lay on the good side and the bad sides. Every once in a while, you just, uh huh. And lay back down. Pretty soon. You just fell asleep and I was talking to you. I know, baby. I know. I'm sorry. I'm really tired. You know, I was really so interested in what you were saying. Don't, or whatever you do, don't tell her I said that. Ooh, man. All right. uh, Genetic counselor. A genetic counselor. And they're saying it only makes like $67,000 a year. A genetic counselor. Come on. That can't be right. Personal finance, a personal finance advisor is making 80 grand a year. Stop it. If the, if your personal finance advisor isn't making half a mil a year, get a new advisor. <laughs> uh, there's something he's, he's, fi- he's advising wrong. Physician assistant, now physician assistant. Right? 95 grand a year. Seems maybe. I mean, it's the physician's assistant, right? You figure they're going to make a little bit of cash, but then you get to the occupational therapy aid. <laughs> I mean, I, that, that's a job, first of all. An occupational therapy aid is a job. That's the guy that's empty in the bedpans or the, or the female. What are, I'm an occupational therapy aid. What do you do? I empty bedpans. I throw away bandages, uh, wash towels, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, 26 grand a year for that is tough. It's tough. An ambulance driver only makes $24,000 a year? Come on. Come on. If you're an ambulance driver making 24 grand a year, call me. No, you can start renting the ambulance out as a taxi. You can be the ambulance Uber and make more money than that. A statistician. Eh, making 80 grand a year. Eh, eh. Physical therapist. 80 grand a year. That seems like a little low for a physical therapist. A nurse practitioner. 95,000. Maybe. Maybe. A commercial driver is making forty-five thousand dollars. A commercial, a commercial diver, forty-five grand. You're going to dive underwater. Forty-five thousand. And what do you do as a commercial diver? 
clean boats, clean the bottom of boats and shipyards and stuff. You're not the, not everybody is the magic Jacques Cousteau diver diving down for the magic gold piece. You're not diving with Fisher looking for the missing Spanish bullion. You're the guy that's cleaning the the snails off the bottom of Bill's boat over there. So that 45 grand seems about right. Home health aid. Home health aid. $21,000 a year. Holy crap, do not be a home health aide. Because you know what you're doing as a home health aide, right? You thought the, uh, you thought the, uh, occupational therapy aid was bad. (laughs) I'm telling you as a home health aid. Yeah. Bedpans, bandages, sores. And there's a few other things you do that the home health nurse, if she has an aid makes you do. I'm a, I know what my first wife was a home, ran a home health agency for a while. And I'm well aware of what those what nurses and health aides have to go through. And did you know? No, we won't talk about that. Never mind. Physical therapist aid. These aides are all making twenty between twenty and twenty five thousand a year. You're running to get bandages. Physical therapist. Get me the big blue ball. You're doing stuff for the physical therapist. <laughs> Millie needs the five pound weight. Bring it over. That's what you're doing as the physical therapist aid. Stop it. That's a way. That seems like a physical therapy waste of money. That seems like a waste of money. Why would you, as a physical therapist, would you want, I guess you would. Everybody wants a, everybody wants a do person, right? You know what? Go get me an ice pack. She needs an ice pack on her ankle. <laughs> Is that, if that's worth 24 grand a year to you, go for it. God bless you. The physical therapist assistant. Now is getting $54,000 a year. See, so if you're the aide, you're running to get the ice pack. The assistant is breaking the ice pack once you bring it over to the desk. The assistant is cracking it and putting it on the ankle. Then saying, is this right, doctor? It's right. Who got you the big one? I told her to get you the small one. Then you, you know, then you got to run in to get another one. Then, you, then you're the, you know, the downhill. You know what happens when stuff rolls downhill. Occupy. Occupational therapy assistant. Occupational therapy assistant. That's worth that's fifty-six grand. I mean, you're not living in Manhattan on any of these wages, I'll tell you that. A wind turbine service technician. Wind turbine service technician. Now you look at those windmills. Those things are huge. I mean, they're big. You, know, you see them off on the, you see them off miles away up on the mountainside, and you think, oh, cute little windmills. And you think of the little Dutch windmill that your mom had in the window for years. No, no, honey, it's not those. You get up close; those bad boys are big, and you see them driving. I don't know if you've ever seen them being delivered on, uh, you know, like eight semi trailers pulled by two trucks tied together by ropes. With the therapy assistant on the back going, I hope I don't crash this thing. Uh, but a, a turbine service technician, that means you got, yep, we got another one down, Bill. You need to get out there. 
So you're on call. Maybe not. Maybe not your uncle. Maybe it's like because you see him broke all the time. So maybe the turbine service technician is like, I'm not working today. I'm not working today. So maybe that's why they're only making forty eight thousand dollars a year for a wind turbine service technician. That means you got to go out there, and they they don't. I don't know if you know this, but they don't build the turbines <laughs> down the street. So you got to drive where they're at. Yeah, they're big farms. I mean, they're big. There's a lot of land to build those big things. You got to find the climb up to the top. I mean, that's a lot of work. Wind turbine service technician. Now they claim the growth rate is over 100 percent for this job. So maybe that maybe you're making maybe that's you know the 48 grand is if all 100 percent jobs are filled. Because if they are not having jobs filled, you're the guy that's fixing them. I mean. You're charging what you want, right? How much to fix this thing? Let it sit there and not turn then. I don't care. I got a game to watch. So, you know, you're making some cash for that. You're charging what you want. But when times are, when, when, when there's an abundance of wind turbine service technicians, you're only making about 50 grand a year. Good luck. God bless. So those are some of the fastest growing jobs in America. I don't know, man. I don't know. I would say maybe figure out how to work on robots. Figure out be a robot technician. That's what I would be. Oh my gosh. I need to practice on my robots. I'll be right back. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. So weekly we do a segment uh, with uh, ChuckInFlorida.com. And, uh, you know, it's at the, we'll usually do it in the second hour, bottom of the hour. And apparently uh, Chuck didn't pay his power bill uh, in time. And uh, the, uh, couldn't uh, couldn't figure out the uh, internet. Uh, the internet had to work with uh, electricity. So uh, he got a hold of uh, Tampa Electric and we've got it all figured out. And uh, so you've got the power turned back on, Chuck, or? Oh my gosh, he, they still don't know he needs power. Someone contact, get, no, bottom down. I don't want him to get electrocuted. Oh my gosh. No, because the back feed, if we have him potted up like that and they turn on the power from Tampa Electric, the back feed will electrocute Chuck. And then we'll be responsible for his death. Maybe we should just leave him potted up. Oh, no, oh my gosh. Oh, I hope he's okay. Someone, someone, should, we need to. I, I I don't know if we should call his daughter or his wife, see if he's okay. Because we had I didn't want that's exactly what I didn't want to have happen. We had him potted up, and then the back feed when Tampa Electric fires up the uh, the power at the house, he gets electrocuted. Juice fires out of the computer from Tampa Electric and kills you. That's happened across America from time to time, just so you know. And now you witnessed it happening live. On the Blaze Radio, a human being, ChuckInFlorida.com, death. That's what happens when you don't pay the power bill right there. That's a prime example. This is this, this spot brought to you by American Power. Don't pay your bill, we kill you. We find a way. All right. What do we got? I, who do we have? I got so many 
stupid stories to talk to you about. Uh, you heard me. They're stupid stories. They're stupid stories. What do we? What? Let's figure. Oh, we got Charlie's fight. We got to talk. Well, I'll talk to you a little bit about Charlie's fight. Uh, Charlie Guard in uh, the UK, and I'm I'm rethinking my talk on Charlie because uh, it's look. <laughs> this is Jeff Fisher Radio Program. That should just about sum up what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> okay. You know, there's shows that, you know, are sad and they're happy. And do I want Charlie Gard to die? No. Do I think that they should be able to take their kid or anyone take their kid wherever they want to try to do whatever they want to do to save him? And any amount of money, medical expense? Yes. I do, do I believe in what's happening to this kid? No. And I'm sure the parents are haggard. And beat up. And there's a video on their on the charliesfight.org, I think it is, that has the parents talking about it and how sad it is, and you can tell they're just they're just beat up. However, when you were raised as a child, there were things that you were told to do for everyday life. Apparently. Charlie's family wasn't told. I'm going to help. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Eight 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 nine zero zero thirty three ninety three is the phone number. If you'd like to participate, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeffy MRA, Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram at Jeffy MRA, and my channel on the Blaze, theblaze.com slash Jeffy dash Fisher. All right, so <laughs> do we know? Look seriously. Um, look and see if there's been new news on Charlie Guard uh, today, because uh, we were we were expecting some some other news. Some, and I know that I think we're waiting on one final ruling, uh, and the parents are struggling through uh, the decision by the courts that the baby Charlie cannot leave the hospital. Uh, they can't take him home. They can't take him to another hospital. Uh, they can't take him to the Vatican. They can't take him to the U.S. They've got hospitals in the U.S. saying they will treat him for free. They have money. They've raised money uh, to help them pay for uh, the help that their child needs to try to survive. 
rather than let him die with dignity as the courts and the hospital have said that Charlie needs to do. Um, they have a, a their website, charliesfight.org. Uh, and on that website, there's a video posted by mom and dad. And it's, a, it's three or four minutes, and they're giving you an update of what's happening and how they want their baby home and how much they love Charlie and how frustrated they are with the hospital and with the system. And they both look just beaten down by the system, uh, by this whole ordeal. And not just the system, but, you know, their child is struggling. It's been since August. They're going through all this fight. And now, as it nears what could possibly be the end, the pressure is even more on top of them to provide information to the media, provide information to the courts, provide information to the hospital, when all they really want to do is just be with their baby. And I got it. I I completely understand. Side note, when I was growing up, I was taught, you never know, somebody might stop by the house, so you got to keep the front room picked up. Uh, You go out somewhere on a trip. Make sure you have fresh underwear on. Clean your ears. Clean clothes. You never know what's going to happen. You get done. People are coming. Somebody's coming over to the house. And let's say you're somebody's coming over to the house and, you know, you've had a long week and there's, you know, maybe some. Shoes around the living room, clothes laying on, hanging over the sofa. You're in a hurry a couple mornings. You came home late. House is a little messy. Somebody's going to stop by. You know they're going to stop by. You tidy up a little. You don't have to, you know, you pick up the place. A fluff and run, we'll, we'll call it. A fluff and run. You tidy up the house. You don't have to. You're not doing a deep clean. You're not dusting. You're not cleaning windows. You're not waxing and mopping the the tile. You're not, you know, you don't even, you probably should sweep. You probably should do a quick sweep on the carpet, but you don't have to. It just depends. Just depends. And I'm not talking about, you know, getting the, running to, you know, running to Lowe's and get the carpet cleaner. I'm not talking about the deep clean on the carpets. I'm not talking about bringing the, you know, make the carpet cleaner van pull up in front with the hoses and, you know, clean the carpets and uh, any of that. I'm not even talking about having the handheld carpet uh, resolve cleaner to clean up spots. I don't even talk about that. By the way, there's a fine cleaner at Lowe's. (laughs) Anyway. No, they are not a sponsor. My point being is that when people are coming over, you tidy up a little bit, right? You want the place to—you don't want the place to look a mess. So, in today's world of videos, cameras everywhere, and you're home and you want to make a want to make a video, and you think we we need to make a video, and. We need to tell the world what's happening in our lives. 
take a second on behalf of me and look around the area that you're going to be filming and say to yourself, I probably should pick up these dirty clothes and maybe perhaps throw a comforter over the bed if we're going to film here in the bedroom. And so it just doesn't look all, I don't know, messy. A shambles. A wreck. Please. Just for me. Just for me. And I happen to notice that just that screenshot before you play the video, the one that we were talking about earlier, that the room that the couple is in, a tad messy. I know there are times in everyone's life when things cannot be perfect and you want the place clean and it just doesn't happen. I got it. But you would think you're going through this big thing. The world's eyes are on you. Perhaps, maybe, mom, dad, Aunt Judy, Uncle Joe, Stop by and give you a hand and say, I know you're really struggling. I just thought I'd come by and tidy up a little. Right? Just a little, I'll just stop by. Do the laundry, tidy up, fold, toss some stuff in the closet. You know, hey, look, I noticed your camera there on the dresser, and so I guess you're sitting on the bed while you're making these videos, maybe we make the bed. And, we, you know, and I look, I know, I know you're, you're, you're traveling, and maybe you move the suitcases out of the way a little bit, just so they're not in the picture with clothes hanging all over. Maybe. Now, I know that's just me. So, I, you know, I just want to let you know that there are times when you probably should listen to your grandmother and, you know, just keep the house tidy. It doesn't have to be spotless. You don't even have to use spick and span. They even make spick and span anymore. Remember the powdered box spick and span? I don't know if they even make that anymore. <laughs> I have to check that out the next time I go to the cleaning aisle. You know, for the helpers. I wish I had helpers. Tell you that. Anyway, it's just a, I'm not beating up on anyone in particular. It's just a friendly reminder. It made me watching the particular video on charliesfight.org. Brought these memories back of maybe tidy up a little bit before you let people into your house. That's all. Or you let them into your house. And by letting them into your house in today's world, that means uh, filming a video. Because you've let us into your home. <sighs> Speaking of spick and span. You know that there was a big article on how some of these companies, the older companies like Hamburger Helper, are struggling 
they're struggling now. The old classics, the Franco-Americans, the uh, Aunt Jemima. We talked a little bit about the Aunt Jemima pancake mix. Uh, the Hamburger Helper, the Campbell Soups. All the old classics are really struggling now. And uh, because there's so many things to choose from. Now think of that. In today's world, you go to a grocery store, there's like 40,000 items. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of choices. That's a lot of choices. If I was, I would, I would protest that. That's capitalism. I freaking hate capitalism, man. I do not want choices. Okay. I want to be told what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. That's it. I, man, do I hate capitalism. Oh, if I, I wish I could be protesting with those people in Hamburg right now, those G10, capitalism bad. Welcome to hell. I wish I could be with those people, but I can't. But I'm with you in heart, okay? Because, oh, man, I hate going to a grocery store and having to make a decision. Hate it. Hate it. But it makes me wonder why these brands are struggling like that. Because while there are a lot of brands to, I think they're just, I think we're just remembering them wrong. You know, like, when I say forced to eat something as a child, I, you know, it wasn't, of course, no, what do you mean forced? It was good. Yeah, but, you know, given the choice of Franco-American spaghetti with cut-up Kogel hot dogs for dinner, a can of Franco-American spaghetti with cut-up Kogel hot dogs for dinner, given a choice of that or, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, a you know, 10-ounce sirloin with the sweet potato and some green beans, a choice between that and that. Perhaps I take the sirloin. So, I mean, when times, look, when at that time, you're lucky to have food on this table, kid, okay? And I brought home a case of canned tomatoes from the grocery store. Go bring them in the house. And do you remember those, those days I used to can the tomatoes? Oh, I used to can tomatoes. What a god-awful smell. The whole house reeked of those Freaking tomatoes. Oh, I hated them. And then they'd make, you know what my grandmother and my uncles and my dad used to make is, uh, can't even, it's made with cabbage. And it's, uh, I can't think what it's called now. It's so bad I put it out of my head. It stinks, it reeks, it's cabbage. No. Yes. They baked this god awful sauerkraut, and they had the oh my god! The whole house would reek of the sour nastiness. You just come in at that time. We lived on a, an old farmhouse. And I can remember going in and seeing that, seeing that pot that they used to make the sauerkraut in. So I knew that it was sauerkraut day. I am out of here, man. I'm playing in the barn. I'm rolling in cow poop. I'm doing anything. I'm cleaning the chicken coop. I'm doing anything but wanting to walk in that house and smell that god-awful sauerkraut. Oh, man. So that's what I mean. I think we're remembering that stuff wrong. Perhaps perhaps maybe Hamburger Helper needs to hit the bricks. Because when's the last time you had it, really? Really? When's the last time you had it? See what I mean? You're, misre- you're just remembering, oh, yeah, Mom used to... Go out on, used to bowl on Tuesdays so dad would make hamburger helper. And then 
dad would go on a golfing tournament on Thursday, so mom had to make us tuna helper. And uh, then cool day on Monday. It was a tough day. It was Monday, and we got you know we each had a can of Franco American spaghetti with a cut up hot dog in it. And I, and I think you know you you look back at it and go oh they were so good. You know what? No, no they weren't. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So apparently uh, the G20 uh, has uh, closed up and uh, Angela slammed a little bit of uh, President Trump as she uh, she was all wound up that uh, Trump uh, you know backed out of the climate. Ugh. But then she was she was tried to be happy because we're not having a trade war. We've got to have, we're all against unfair trade practices, but, uh, my gosh, uh, this him, Donald Trump coming out of the uh, Paris climate agreement, uh, is, uh, we're the rest of the countries are committed to it. Uh, even if, uh, president Trump is not a uh, good for you, Angela, you guys can all share your little money and uh, make some more money off of us, but you're not man, making any more cash from the U S on your little Paris climate change. Accord. I'm sorry, it's an agreement. Oh, I apologize. Okay. Makes me ill. Ill. Take it. And I don't even... No. You know what? I won't say that. One of the things that I found fascinating uh, in figuring out that, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about Hamburger Helper uh, struggling... And Nestle's uh, wanting to sell their candy division. And uh, people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe Nestle's going under. You know, when you go to the Nestle website and it says, welcome to NestleGlobal.com. Do you wish to go to the U.S. website? And so you go to the U.S. website and they have separate sections for every product. But Nestle's, Nestle has 447 factories in 86 countries. They have about 330,000 employees, sell the products in 196 countries. The world's leading nutrition, health, and wellness company with an unmatched portfolio of more than 2,000 global and local brands. So when you think of a company like Nestle saying, you know, we're looking to, you know, maybe spin off some of this chocolate candy stuff. Not real crazy about that right now. They're still going to be okay. And I'm guessing that the Nestle division is only struggling a little. They might be down. Like they may have estimated, you know, we forecast that we were going to make $18 billion this year. 
And boy, did we have a rough year. We only made $15 billion. We lost forecasted $3 billion. We need to sell. But wait, you still made $15 billion. I know, but we thought we were going to make eighteen. So, I mean, times are tough. Times are tough. Well, we forecasted that we were going to make $18 billion, and so we put an ad campaign together that we planned on making at least seventeen five, and we only made $15 billion, so we need to sell this. I mean, I think they'll be okay. Now, as far as Hamburger Helper, have a nice day. Get up. Take, pull it off the shelves right now immediately. Tuna Helper, too. Oh, God. Oh, God. Tuna casserole. Oh, my God. Tell me you... Tell, Tell me you weren't forced to eat that as a child. Tell me. Now, they said that macaroni and cheese, the, the regular Kraft macaroni and cheese was struggling. I kind of find that hard to believe, but maybe. They've got the little, you know, the microwave packs that are kind of nice, but those aren't the same as the box with the real powdered cheese. The real macaroni and cheese powdered cheese. I mean, come on. Milk, stick of butter, powdered cheese and noodles. You don't get much better than a box of macaroni and cheese from Kraft, I'll tell you that. Well, that's not really true. <laughs> I mean, you put a little pepper on that Kraft macaroni and cheese. Now you're talking. Now you're living large right there. Gotta have some pepper on that macaroni and cheese. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show. Wow, looking at footage from uh, Hamburg, and it looks like uh, the president, uh, President Donald J. Trump, has not uh, left yet, and the Air Force One is awaiting uh, his arrival. But wow. The the security is a nightmare. I mean, they have got they have got police and security and military rode up shoulder to shoulder, not to bomb. I mean, they are back to back. It's very bad. Does not. And in fact, when they say when the protests, "Welcome to hell," they mean it. They mean it. I'm with you. Anti-capitalism. I'm with them 100%. All right, so I want to talk a little bit of something that's kind of personal to me. And, uh, you know, we don't cover a lot of... I don't talk a lot about personal things with me on the show. I try to keep it, you know, serious. And yet, uh, this is a little personal to me. Yeah. Uh, August 5th and 6th in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. How do you think to yourself, Jeff? <laughs> Why in God's name would you want to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma? Well, that's a good question. Why? Because there is a Walker Stalker Con happening the 5th and 6th in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, as you know, we do a podcast and a vidcast uh, from the Jeff Fisher Show, affiliated 
uh, on uh, Walking Dead and on uh, Fear, The Walking Dead, those two shows. We do that throughout the year whenever the season is on. And uh, our numbers are pretty darn good, I would say, for the viewing of those shows. And plus we get uh, cross-promotion on other shows in the network talking about them. And uh, so I was thinking, hey, wouldn't it be interesting if we could broadcast live? Take the show to Walker Stalker Con. Uh, broadcast live, broadcast this show live from Tulsa uh, at the Walker Stalker Con. And then catch some interviews with some of the Walking Dead people and fear of the Walking Dead people. And, you know, use them for our podcast and this show. And, and uh, yeah, it'd be kind of cool. We can meet some people, you know. You know, just kind of be friends and hang out. You know, broadcast a show. So I thought, hey, that's a good idea. We should probably do that. And uh, so I I sent an email out to Walker Stalker Con. And uh, that was uh, uh, June 23rd. Uh, June 23rd sent that right out and they I got a reply right back right back from Walker Stalker Con that said thank you for applying to be considered as press to Walker Stalker Con if approved you'll receive an email with further instructions and then underneath it had my Walker Stalker Con pressed request form today is a July 8th 2017 I have not heard back from Walker Stalker Con. I have not, I got an email. So I'm guessing that that means since I don't have an email with further instructions, I'm not good enough for their freaking Walker Stalker Con. I almost wanted to show up and protest. Me and the G20 protesters, man. Welcome to hell outside of Walker Stalker Con in Tulsa, Oklahoma, man. I'll show up in my rag gear, broadcast live. This high for Walker Stalker Con. Or just stay home. <laughs> I could do that, or I could just stay home and be mad and say, oh, they didn't want me there. They don't want the show there. Nah, Brad, he's not going to go. Jason, nah, Sean, nah, never mind. Wife, the kids, go to walk. Nah, we're not going to go. We're not going to spend a weekend in Tulsa just to, just to hang out. We're just going to stay home. Or I could show up in riot gear. I'm not threat. I don't want to threaten. I don't want to make this into any kind of any kind of threat to Walker Soccer Con because I don't want them to take it that way. I just want them to know that if ride gear protests show up, it's me, fist high. Okay. That's all. That's all. I just had to get that off my chest a little bit. I mean, there is no other reason, and I apologize, Tulsa, but there is no other reason in my life that I would say, you know, we should go to Tulsa. (laughs) I just, I just wouldn't happen. I don't see it happening. So if this is an opportunity to be a part of an event and say, Afterwards, yep, I've been to Tulsa. Been there. Pretty town. Uh, you know, okay. But this is your this is your one shot, Tulsa. That's right. This is your one shot to get Jeff Fisher and the 
Walking Dead entourage broadcast uh, uh, in your town. Uh, that's it. Okay. Because if you think after this, without a reply from Walker Stalker Con, that I'm going to say, you know, why don't we just go to Tulsa anyway? Not going to happen. And if someone were to say, hey, Jeff, uh, you know, we just thought we'd uh, take a little road trip and go to Tulsa. No, thanks. No, thanks. Appreciate it. Have a nice day. As I look up at the screen, I see that uh, the wonderful Mitch McConnell, uh, you know, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell from the great state of Kentucky. Uh, everybody's all wound up. And the headline is White House surprised by Senator McConnell's suggestion that the GOP might need to work with Democrats to prop up health care. Why are they surprised? Mitch McConnell, that's what he does. That's what he does. He bends over for them all the time. That's what he's been doing it for eight years or more. It's not a surprise that Turtle Face is bending over for health care. Okay? It's not a surprise. So stop doing your stupid headline. Hey, hey, yesterday was World Chocolate Day. I thought we were celebrating today. I thought, I thought my producers were going to be bringing in chocolate. And hello, it's like they can't even hear me. It's like I'm, I'm just talking. It's like I'm talking to it. Nope. World Chocolate Day. Do we need a world? I mean, I'm glad you're celebrating. If you're going to celebrate something, you might as well celebrate World Chocolate Day. But as a human being on the planet Earth right now, uh, I'm trying to think of a day that I haven't celebrated chocolate being an ingredient on Earth. I don't, I don't know that there is one. I don't know that there is one. In other news, uh, obesity now kills more people worldwide than uh, car crashes, terror attacks, or Alzheimer's combined. Huh. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Oh my goodness. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Lawrence Jones, uh, he's around here somewhere ready to take over at the helm of the Blaze Radio Network. And then Mike Slater and then Joe Paggs. My gosh. That's your Saturday lineup on the Blaze Radio Network. And then uh, tomorrow you've got uh, uh, Jackie Daly uh, kicks us off. And then uh, David Barton, Bill Handel, Yaron Brooks, Gun Talk, Hollywood 360. There really is no need for you to go anywhere else uh, or, you know, you don't need to lock it in to any place else, but theblaze.com slash radio. Um, I'm going to take a little moment here and uh, talk inside baseball for just a moment. 
Why that is in there, I don't know, but that could be fixed. So just replace it with a, with a fill, just a regular fill. Okay? I hope you're taking care of that. Don't, are you? Yes or no? <laughs> Was that on the air, I hope? Ah, oh, see, you got to talk to me on the air. This is, this is a, I'm not Rush Limbaugh. This is Jeff Fisher. No kidding. That's not a joke. We know you're not Rush, Jeff, okay? You don't even have to remind us of that. I got it. Never, never mind. I don't want you to talk now. Your impression of me is uncanny. I don't want you to talk now. <laughs> Did you know that you could be an extroverted introvert? Wait, what? That's right. Did you know that? Because I sure as heck did. I didn't realize that you could be an extroverted introvert. However, as I go down the list, I see, uh, okay, I see what they're saying. (laughs) Like, uh, you're great with people until you're not. (laughs) You have social anxiety. You love being alone. But still get lonely. You can meet anyone. You find friendships that need maintenance. Exhausting. Sometimes you're bad at messaging. You don't like compliments. You're happiest in cafes. You like going out, but then you'll want to just leave. You want to just ghost. I mean, that's like uh, you still want to. I'm not going to go to the party, but I still want to be invited. I mean, you know, I don't You know, I'm not going to go to the party. But of course, I want to be invited. You know that. (laughs) But it just seemed kind of strange that we would actually have. Just the weird person is all rather than a extroverted introvert. Okay. No problem. And I also saw that uh, on Netflix, uh, they have a new interactive show. Now I realize this is just the beginning of the Netflix, Amazon, Hulu experiment in the world, which I'm becoming more and more a fan of, and I'm close to cutting cable again. So I think I think uh, Hulu is just getting ready to have a live streaming service, and if Hulu goes to the live streaming service, I'm there. I'm there. I'm cutting the cable, getting rid of them again. I'm tired of messing with them. But their new Netflix interactive episode—you'd think that it would be. I don't know. I don't know. You're in charge of the story, but it's more of for children. Uh, it's the new episode of Puss and Book trapped in an epic tale. Gives users more than a dozen decision points throughout its length, giving young viewers reason to Rewatch it several times to explore the branching paths. Now, I'd be okay with that with uh, with adult entertainment. 
Movies? Ooh. No, don't do that here. Do this and choose your direction. Maybe they're just practicing on the kids. Get the kids used to it. Because I'm all for it. I'm all for being uh, interactive and making shows go whatever direction I want. It'd be fun. It'd be fun. No, but instead I have to watch Puss and Book trapped in an epic tale. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Anyway, thanks for coming along for the ride today. You know, as we, uh, and I joked around earlier about uh, a little bit about the uh, Charlie Guard story. Um, you may want to reach out and find a way that helped this family because, you know, it's not going to be, we're not too far away. Uh, here in America, from having a hospital say, you know what, uh, you can't take your kid. And they're already doing it to some extent. Sometimes we've already seen a couple of those stories. But when you want to take your child out to get help somewhere else, and they say, no, uh, you can't, and you're not going to take it anywhere else, and you can't take it home, and you're just going to stay right here. Uh, that's a problem. That's a real problem. So you better hope that uh, your health care gets taken care of from these dingleberries in Washington and not let uh, Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer decide your fate. Because if that happens, doomed we are doomed we are have a good week we'll see you next week on the blaze radio network remember you know normally i tell you that uh, you know you look good with anything you wear but you really don't so let's just get over that today okay but just i do want you to remember that you have 1440 minutes in every day don't waste them ah see uplifting uplifting Uplifting? This is the Jeff Fisher uh, Show. Seriously, it was. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.